Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. We all can't help but wonder what adventure lies just over the next ridge. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. If you're taking on your adventure in a new 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is your always-updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Nissan's SUV has the capabilities to take you where you want to go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. No surprise here, but you know I gotta have my devices when I travel. I would be lost without my smartphone. I use it for directions, to find things to do, and most importantly, where to eat. I rely on it as a digital music player to enhance my experience as I explore a new place. Oh, and sometimes I even use it to make calls and stuff. That's the kind of traveler I am. And if you travel, you know what kind you are, too. That's why you go with the Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I am an editor at HowStuffWorks.com. The person sitting directly across from me also works at HowStuffWorks.com. His name is Jonathan Strickland, and he is one of our senior writers. Hey there. I know I did that kind of upside down, but I felt like it. Actually, what we really need is a little TLD. Okay, it's different than TLC. Yeah, Tinder-loving decapitation? That doesn't sound good at all, Chris. I'm not on board. No, we're talking about top-level domains. Oh, well, that's you know, all right, then. HowStuffWorks.com, for example, .com is a top-level domain. Right. And HowStuffWorks would be the next level down. Right. Yeah, you, it, it seems the- kind of... Uh, yeah, it's a little reverse. weird. Yeah, it's a little weird the way it's laid out. Uh, uh, but it's, it's how the internet is structured so yeah. that... Information gets to where it needs to be. Yes. A top-level domain is that extension at the end of a URL or email address uh, that tells you where, in general, that particular site 
falls, right. know, what, where it belongs. And uh, it's the top-level domain is something that's overseen by the Internet Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers. I can remember what their uh, acronym is. Yes, it's ICANN. Exactly. It's a private sector oh. nonprofit corporation that was created in 1998, and it is in charge of guarding those names and and giving them out and uh, and just sort of being the the rule keepers, so that um, the the various uh, uh, organizations and entities that create addresses have followed the basic rules, so that the internet works. Without rules, the internet wouldn't work. Yeah, that's. That's something to remember. Um, if everybody were able to uh, name a website whatever they wanted to with, and there weren't any kind of authority uh, limiting what you could do, there would be fights all the time over uh, domain names and things like that. And um, not everyone may be necessarily familiar with uh, the way the Internet works. Uh, we should probably do a quick recap of, of uh, the domain name system. Sure. Um, Every uh, every internet site has a numeric uh, address. Yes. Uh, literally made up of numbers. We actually just switched from uh, IPv4 to IPv6, and IP being Internet Protocol. Yeah. And um, uh, you know, without getting into a lot of detail, it's a series of numbers separated by dots. There are rules on on uh, how many uh, how many numbers in between and what those values can be. And uh, how many spa- uh, sections of dot in between the dots there are, and basically it uh, this is done so that everything has that is on the internet has a unique address that cannot be duplicated. Um, of course, that has to be assigned. But if we were trying to remember the numbers for our favorite websites, um, I don't think we would be enjoying the web as we do today yeah, because most, most of us would have problems navigating to those things because you know humans in general are not very good at remembering strings of numbers. Yeah. And now that we've gone to IPv6, basically there are more numbers in a sequence uh, to make room for all the websites. So we'd really be having trouble now. Yes. Because we'd be, you know, it was, uh, I don't know, uh, 153 dot something. Yeah, so, and, and, and you know. before before we get too much listener mail, I should point out that IPv4 to IPv6 switchover is still something that's in progress. Well, yes, but it started. Yes, it has started. There are actual sections of the Internet that have made that transition, and I have yet to hear anyone screaming about it. So that's good. That is good. Um, you know, because sometimes when you change to a new tech, it uh, doesn't work as advertised. So anyway, yeah, the domain names are, are words that correspond to these num- numeric addresses. Mm-hmm. And you have these domain name servers that are essentially enormous databases that map the the words to the numbers yeah. so that when you type in something like www.howstuffworks.com, it'll go to this domain name server that will then look up its database, try to see if there is a an entry for howstuffworks.com, mm-hmm. and then find the corresponding numeric address, send the, the site that lives at that address to your browser, and then mm-hmm. you get to see the web page. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, for a long time, we have been limited in the number of uh, top-level domains yeah. that we had available to us. And they were they were structured in a very um, – you think about it. They were structured in a very uh, sophisticated way. It was originally intended to indicate what kind of organization you had. So .com was for commerce. Uh, .NET was intended at one point for internet service providers. EDU was education. Mm-hmm. Uh, GOV was government agencies. Yep. Uh, you had MIL, which was military. 
and ORG, which was organizations that did not fall under commerce. Yeah, not nonprofits, yeah. basically. And uh, yeah, so seven generic top-level domains were created in the 1980s. Yeah, and uh, then. If after a few years, they began to add a few more to those, including .biz, mm-hmm. uh, .info, so info, .name, .name, .pro. Uh, and .mobi. Then, uh, there were also uh, .museum, mm-hmm. .coop, .arrow. Uh, and then there were also country-specific top-level domains yeah. that would be – Put at the end of an address, so you might get uh, .de or .mx or .jp, mm-hmm. and that's uh, uh, how some of the domains, some of some of the businesses that use other countries' domains aren't located in that country. They were being uh, very creative with the, what they did. A lot of television uh, providers were excited that uh, the very very small nation of Tuvalu was willing to let people share its .tv domain and. I do believe they charged handsomely for the privilege. Yeah, that's the thing is that these these countries for those country codes become essentially registrars yeah. for those domains. So if you wanted to have a domain that ended in that two-letter extension, mm-hmm. then you could negotiate with some agency within that government to try and get a domain name that falls under that category. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, delicious – uh, at one point was not delicious.com. It was uh, .us domain that they had split up and they made the directory uh, DEL. Right. So DEL.ICIO.us. So right. they, they registered, when they registered their domain, it was we want ICIO.us. So for a long time, though, you were pretty you had a lot of constraints over what your top-level domain could be. Yeah, at one point, if you were a uh, for-profit, you could not get a .org. Yeah. It just – they wouldn't sell it to you. Uh, gradually, those restrictions started to loosen up a bit. Yes. But even so, we had just a few over 20 top-level domains that you could use that were not country-specific codes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was it. But then uh, ICANN ended up – having a discussion about opening up the possibility of having new generic top-level domains uh, pop up and yes. that they wouldn't necessarily introduce new ones that people could use or com- companies could use, whatever. Uh, they were going to allow entities to pitch their own top-level domains. Mm-hmm. And these top-level domains could take pretty much any type of form. Yes. And some of them get pretty darn creative. Uh, now, it's there is a rhyme and reason to this. Uh, <laughs> now, the first the first thing is the idea of, well, this way you could have a very specific address for your business or your industry, whatever it is, uh, that does not have to conform to these other older standards. Mm-hmm. So you might have something that really transcends the .com. Like it doesn't make sense to have .com at the end of it because it's bigger than commerce mm-hmm. or it, or it, it, it overlaps other, other, uh, categories besides commerce. Right. So that's, it's to give you a lot more freedom, uh, in order to maintain some control over this process, there were pr- some pretty tough restrictions put in place, chief among them a monetary restriction. Yes. So, Chris, do you happen to know how much money it would cost if I wanted to go out 
and uh, and and pitch you know put forth dot Jonathan as a new top level domain. If I wanted to do that so that I owned dot Jonathan and anyone who wanted to have an address that ended with dot Jonathan would have to come to me, and I would act as registrar and they would have to pay me money to use it. How much money would I have to pay as a an evaluation fee? <laughs> The low, low price of nineteen ninety five. But wait, don't order yet. Yeah. No, actually, I'm thinking it'd be more like I don't know, one hundred eighty five thousand dollars. One hundred eighty five thousand dollars to apply for a new top level domain. And now, this is why I haven't done it. There's, there's also on top of that an annual fee to maintain that top level domain. That annual fee is twenty five thousand dollars. So. You, if you wanted to apply for this top level domain, you had to be able to fork over 185 grand. Uh, in fact, you had to put down a $5,000 deposit at the time that you request an application slot. And then you would have to pay the, the remaining 180,000 when you were submitting the full application in order for your application to be complete. Yes. And then, uh, this particular process was, just recently ended. We're recording this podcast on June 15th, 2012. Yeah. And it was just this week that this process closed out. Yeah. Because it was open for essentially the first half of 2012. Yes, yes. And there are 1,930 new TLDs. Uh, proposed. Proposed. Right. Not approved. The approval process can last between nine and 20 months. That's what ICON has uh, projected. Yes. So it'll be a while before these go into play, and not all of them will. In fact, some of them cannot uh, because you have multiple entities bidding on the same top-level domain name. Yes. And you cannot have multiple owners. Now, if if a company buys this top-level domain – Essentially what it means is that company becomes – or entity, person. It could be an individual. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a company. Mm-hmm. But it means that whoever that, that administrator is, they have exclusive access to that top-level domain yes. that they can then choose to either keep all to themselves or they could create a, a business where they become a registrar and other entities that want an, a – an address that ends with that top-level domain could pay money to get a domain name. Mm-hmm. So uh, just because a company goes after one of these domain names does not necessarily mean that they intend to use it exclusively. They may not even want to use it at all. They may just want to keep it to themselves so that no one else can use it. Yeah, this is an interesting uh, point that you make uh, because that's one of those things for – that, that sort of bedevils companies. Um, because when, and th- this is why I've been seeing it as a land grab, described as a land grab yes. in, in the media, um, is because when a company, uh, you know, let's say there's a, a new top level domain, a generic, generic top level domain. Yeah. Um, a company is going to want to register its name at that top level domain as quickly as possible. To protect its branding. Yeah. Basically, we have our name at .com, .net, .org, you know, as many of the regular domains as it can because if somebody else got our product name dot, you know, .net or .biz, um, they could post disparaging things about us. Or, or they could pose as us and mislead yeah. 
consumers or visitors and thus misrepresent a, a, another person. For example, let's say Apple's a great example. Okay. Right? Sure. So Apple.com. Apple has spent a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of effort in establishing its brand. Yes. And it's a very recognizable brand and it's a very valuable brand. Yes. And they want to protect that brand. So you, if you were to go out and try and get Apple.biz hoping that you could perhaps piggyback on Apple's popularity and you are selling something else. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're, maybe you are uh, a third party and you're trying to sell more Apple products or maybe you are um, selling things that are related to Apple but are not directly from Apple, then you could be essentially trying to trade in on Apple's popularity uh-huh. by doing this. And so some companies are going to take the uh, the steps to protect themselves from this and purchase up those, those domains yes. so that this doesn't become a problem because the issue these companies have is that if some third party goes in, scoops up that name and starts to use it in a way that is not aligned with the actual company's philosophy and motto and all that, mm-hmm. it could end up reflecting badly on that company even though they're not the ones in charge of that domain. Right. So, for example, if I've got a business and and I'm running my business as ethically as I possibly can and then Chris decides he wants to start up a business, use a similar domain name to mine and he is not using those same ethical standards, people who go to Chris's site could, in fact, associate their experience with my company, even though I'm not the one at fault. So that's why a lot of these companies will buy up these domain names so that they can prevent that from happening. Yeah. Well, opening up this new top-level domain, this generic top-level domain uh, ability, means that you've got companies saying, well, great, now we should go ahead and go ahead and purchase dot company name yes. so that we can make sure no one does that to us. Now, some companies not as concerned about that. They don't really it, – it, it, it's not as imperative to them. Yeah. Uh, but there are a few that have done this, Apple being one of them. Apple has applied for .Apple, uh, which, you know, I mean, that's – Apple's a company with a huge target on it, so you can understand that. Yeah. Uh, Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. No surprise here, but you know I gotta have my devices when I travel. I can't fly without my portable chargers and noise-canceling headphones keeping me immersed. And I'd be lost without my smartphone. In a new place, it's my connection to the familiar. I rely on it to get directions around town. I use my smartphone to look up things to do or, most importantly, where to eat. In countries where I don't speak the language, my phone becomes a universal translator. And heck, it can double as a digital camera, giving me the opportunity to snap unforgettable pictures of the sights that inspire me and fill me with joy. That's the kind of traveler I am. 
And if you travel, you know what kind you are, too. That's why you go with the Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. A spirit of adventure lives inside of us. Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to transform your spirit of adventure into actual rubber-meets-the-road, into-the-wild, true-blue-real-life adventure. You just need a Nissan and a plan. Or better yet, just a Nissan. You can hop into a Nissan Rogue and discover what comes next. Don't worry, the Nissan Rogue has your back. Class-exclusive Google built-in is your always-updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Just climb in and go. No need to connect your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the new 2024 Nissan Rogue. No matter where you roam, you'll stay connected to home. Life is one huge adventure, and every day is a little one. No matter if the ride you're on is big or small, a Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada can elevate your adventure and push your limits to something new. Your next adventure is waiting for you. Get in a Nissan SUV and go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Another argument I've heard is how rel- how relevant is this going to be? Because people are so used to going to dot .coms and dot .nets. Plus, so many people don't bother typing in URLs at all. They're finding their stuff either through social networks or through search, where the URL is not nearly as important as the page title. So does it really matter? Well, that's a good question. And and, and some of those, it's... it's um if you're interested, you can find a list of all these domains, and they're actually kind of funny. Um, yeah, I, I've got a, I've got some that I wanted to talk about. But. Okay, all right. Um, and this is also a, a time when the some of the top level domains are not using um, the uh, alphabet as we know it. They're ones that are using other uh, alphabets as well. Yes. I've seen you know, some of the, the top-level domains are in Arabic, and mm-hmm. I believe there are some in Cyrillic. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have other... Kanji. Yeah, kanji. So they're non-Roman characters in the top-level domains now for the first time. Um, so that's, going, that's probably going to help in countries that, uh, in which English is not the predominant language i would assume right yeah um, can, so that's one thing their own characters yeah but um there there are companies like apple amazon google who have all applied for their dot names yes which makes sense to me but there are other ones that are longer than that considerably longer than that uh a couple of the uh, financial uh institutions big 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 banks yeah have applied for their names and it's the entire name, and I'm, I'm going. Really, are people gonna, you know? American Express did it too. 
Did so they do dot American Express? Dot American Express and dot MX. So there, there you go. Would you go to American Express dot American Express? But see, I don't know. It could also be, you could also use these top level domains for internal reasons. Like you could use them sure, for internal sure. pages. You could use them for email addresses. So intranets, yeah. email addresses. You yeah. Would, you wouldn't true. necessarily have to be just uh, the website. So let's say we had discovery. Yeah. Say, not that that's on, I don't think that's on the list. I don't think that. But, so. but let's say the dot discovery were on there. Then we could have it where, you know, our address might, my address might be Jonathan Strickland at howstuffworks.discovery, mm-hmm. which, you know, that could make sense. You could, I could, I could see that as being, um, an application. But, uh, yeah, in other cases, you just think, what are these guys thinking? And then, and it may be that they're protecting themselves. It may be that they're thinking forward. Google applied for 101 of these domains. Yep. They are the number one spender of a whole lot of money. So, I mean, um, number one. Uh, attempter at registering all yeah, these names. That's a lot of money. $185,000 per pop. Yep. And they did 101 of them. Uh, here, here's a list of some of the ones Google applied for. Okay. The, just a, it's, it's not a complete list. It's just a partial list. Android app. App, by the way, was really popular. I think 11 different, uh, entities mm-hmm. all applied for app. Baby, blog, Chrome, cloud, corp, docs, drive, earth, Family, Game, Gmail, Goo, Google, that's uh, Google without the E, Google, Hangout, Live, Love, Mail, Meme, Mom, Movie, Music, Amazon's also after that one, by the way, Page, Play, Search, Talk, Tech, Tube, Web, Wow, You, YouTube, and Zip. Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. No surprise here, but you know I gotta have my devices when I travel. I can't fly without my portable chargers and noise-canceling headphones keeping me immersed. And I'd be lost without my smartphone. In a new place, it's my connection to the familiar. I rely on it to get directions around town. I use my smartphone to look up things to do or, most importantly, where to eat. In countries where I don't speak the language, my phone becomes a universal translator. And heck, it can double as a digital camera, giving me the opportunity to snap unforgettable pictures of the sights that inspire me and fill me with joy. That's the kind of traveler I am. And if you travel, you know what kind you are, too. That's why you go with the Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. A spirit of adventure lives inside of us. Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to transform your spirit of adventure into actual rubber-meets-the-road, into-the-wild, true-blue-real-life adventure. You just need a Nissan and a plan. Or better yet, just a Nissan. You can hop into a Nissan Rogue and discover what comes next. Don't worry. 
the Nissan Rogue has your back. Class-exclusive Google built-in is your always-updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Just climb in and go. No need to connect your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the new 2024 Nissan Rogue. No matter where you roam, you'll stay connected to home. Life is one huge adventure, and every day is a little one. No matter if the ride you're on is big or small, a Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada can elevate your adventure and push your limits to something new. Your next adventure is waiting for you. Get in a Nissan SUV and go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Yeah, some of those make obvious sense. They're names of Google products. Right. Others make obvious sense because they're uh, things that Google's very much interested, very in. much like interested search. in an app. Yep. Um, yeah. So. Like I said, there's, there were there were. Um, let me see. I'm looking up. Oh, I'm sorry. There were not eleven companies going after or eleven entities going after app. There were thirteen. Oh, okay. I think out of all the ones I looked at, app was the one that had the the largest number of entities bidding for that top level domain. Mm-hmm. By the way, for app, three of those. Uh, those applications came from companies called Dot App LLC, Limited Liability Company, is what LLC stands for. Yeah, there there are several companies that were created for the purposes of registering, which is interesting. Names, like it's interesting Donut. to me that three companies called Dot App LLC all bid for it. All three reps listed because it does the the document that has yes. this lists mm-hmm. the person who requested it and their email address. All three reps not only are they different people, but the email addresses are different domains. So you've got three companies that have the same name from three apparently different entities all going for app. And you might wonder, well, how does ICANN decide if, uh, if multiple entities all bid for the same top level domain? How does ICANN decide who gets it? Uh, technically it's a first come, first serve. Wow. But, so it's um, that easy. Yeah. If now it's, if one of the users has already completed the process before another party has applied, the top-level domain goes to the first person, to the first entity that's served. So that means that if Google applied for music and completed that application before Amazon applies, it goes to Google. But if two entities or more apply for the same top-level domain during the application process and, and none of those entities has completed the process before anyone else got involved, mm-hmm. then there's a resolution process where they uh, ICANN assigns points to each applicant in four different categories. And then whichever applicant ha- has the most points wins. And if there's a tie in points, 
there's an auction. Oh, I figured there'd be an arm wrestling contest. That I think comes down if that that everyone just bids the same amount of money and no one re- agrees to go higher, and then it comes into Thunderdome. Actually, I don't think it's. Uh, I think <laughs> two companies enter, one company leaves. Uh, I have I have a list of some of the what I thought were interesting domain names that were proposed. Not again. This is just a partial list. We're talking about over. Like almost 2,000 domain, top level domains were proposed. Uh, I only have a small section of those and some of them are just, um, you know, confirmation of, of companies that you would expect to be in that list. Do you want to hear some of them? Sure. Okay. Uh, there's dot AAA. Ah. That's the American Automobile Association. Yeah. So triple A. Makes sense. Uh, AARP. Mm-hmm. So for the retired persons in the world, uh, that actually was again, Registered by AARP because here's another thing. I've got one in here that, uh, is a definite, definite flag, I think, because you don't have to be the company to register the top level domain. That gets a little tricky. Um, that's why some of these companies are registering it. ABC, American Broadcasting Company, uh, both accountant and accountants was applied for. So dot accountant or dot accountants. Uh, so Air Force, Army, and Navy, all three were pitched by a company called United TLD Holdco Limited, uh-huh. which is not a company commissioned by the military. Rather, it is a subsidiary of Demand Media, mm-hmm. which is the company that runs eHow. Yes. So you have the, there are those who would call eHow a content farm. <laughs> That they just generate lots and lots of content. That's something that people have said about eHealth. So there are some people who are worried about the fact that the a subsidiary of Demand Media has per- or is trying to purchase these top level domains. Like, what could they be doing with .Air Force .Army .Navy? Yeah. Now, and so that's interesting. Well, the American military uses the .Mil yes uh, top level domain for its sites. Um, so if it's not dot, you know, there might be a um, a civilian department, uh, yep. military related department that might be at dot gov, but the uh, army, United States Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marines. Can I trip over that some more? Um, would be at dot mil. Um, now it may be that in case you were wondering, it may be that United TLD Holdco Limited uh, is just going to act as a registrar, and because that is a legitimate way of making money, you could. You so know, they're not going to do anything with it. They're going to sell. Yeah, sell whatever. Yeah, sell people. the domains to people. Yeah, um, or they could have plans to do something with it. We honestly don't know. Uh, antivirus mm-hmm. is one of them that was uh, from Symantec, so that's not a surprise. Uh, Art. There were ten different applicants for ART. Uh, BBC. So uh, that is, of course, the British Broadcasting Company. Uh, there's a blog. That was a popular one. Nine different companies applied for that. A book also had nine applicants, including Amazon. Not, no surprise there. Uh, CERN, C-E-R-N. Hmm. And it was, in fact, CERN that applied for that. Uh, Design, another popular one. Eight different applicants for that. Uh, GoDaddy, HBO, IBM, I-E-E-E, or as I always like oh, to call no. it, Ah, uh, yee! Yeah, they've they've actually gone to calling themselves I E E E instead of the you know the longer full name of yeah. their organization. Uh, Inc. 
so INC, not INK, INC had 11 different applicants. Uh, Intel, um, one of my favorites, Irish. Also, another interesting one, Dot Istanbul, not, not Constantinople. Constantinople. No. Every gal in Constantinople lives in Istanbul, not Constantinople. So if you have a date in Constantinople, she'll be waiting in Istanbul. Okay. Or dot Istanbul, perhaps. Ketchup. Can you guess who who applied for ketchup? My my first guess would be Heinz. There you go. Good guess. Uh, Konami. Uh, LLC <laughs> had nine applicants. But if you want to – never mind. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Konami. It's dot up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. Uh, oh, it's the it's the dot Konami code. Sorry. Uh, Panasonic, PlayStation, Sony, restaurant was a very popular one. Uh, shop had nine applicants, so that was also very popular. So these these are examples of some of the new top level domains that we may see in nine to twenty months from the publish uh, the publication of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no telling which ones I can will uh, will approve versus deny. I don't even really know what their full criteria are for approving versus denying a particular top level domain. You know, I honestly don't know. Like, is there? <laughs> I just didn't like the look on his face. Denied. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's how it would be if I ran the organization, but. Mm. I would argue that they are probably a little more level-headed than I am. Spe- speaking of which, do uh, did anyone file for dot evil? That's a good question. I didn't look. Uh, Hang on, uh, you go <laughs> talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, of course. Uh, some of the others that uh, you know, dot uh, dot lol, um, dot and are kind of interesting. Uh, dot fail. <laughs> I like uh, dot o o o. Ooh. And, uh, you know, there are some, some really interesting choices, uh, you know, with .lol especially. And uh, people were expecting .wtf and .sucks, although there weren't as many as you might have thought applying for those. So More than one, but uh, – Two different companies applied for LOL. Yes. One of them was Uniregistry Corporation, which is uh, – you would probably imagine some sort of registrar type mm-hmm. company, a holding company. Yeah. The other is a holding company called Charleston Road Registry Incorporated, which um, is the holding company for Google. <laughs> so Google is interested in LOL. Yes. All right. You were asking about evil, right? Yeah, dot evil. Right, let me check here. Yeah. I've got the whole list in front of me here. But yeah, so it's it's interesting. And a couple notable non-applicants, neither Facebook nor Twitter applied for dot Facebook or dot Twitter. Evil is not on the list. I think that's an opportunity for Dr. Horrible. Uh, yeah, or Dr. Evil. True, true. Maybe they'll both fight it out. Oddly enough, sharks with frickin' laser beams on their heads was applied for. <laughs> that's a lie. Yes, but still. Persian Gulf, that was one. Um, Patagonia. Yeah, well, I, I assume from the uh, the clothing company Patagonia, not you know from the uh, actual... Yes, Patagonia Incorporated. Yeah. You know what's what's also kind of um, made from recycled domain names. What's kind of interesting here is, like I said, if you go to ICANN, you can actually look at the list of all the applied for strings. It's it's fun, and uh, it, and it just lists, to see what what people sent for. Yeah, and it, and that lists the primary contact and their email address is 
funny, and I can only imagine the emails that these people are going to get from now on. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking at some of these. I'm just like, oh, oh, that poor person is just going to get flooded with email. Well, it'll be interesting to see which ones of these get approved and which don't. Um, and it'll also be kind of fun to see how this affects things. I don't think it's going to cause a lot of confusion in the long run. Um, but, uh, you know, and I do think it will open things up for uh, organizations in um, uh, countries where they don't use the Roman alphabet uh, significantly, especially, yes. you know, Arabic and, and kanji. Um you know, and, and, and countries that use a significantly different alphabet will give them uh, more flexibility in, uh, you know, using and using the Internet there. Um, but, yeah, I don't I don't know in the, the Western world that it's going to cause that much of a sensation, um, you know, places that are only available at their dot entities name dot apples. Um, I, I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. It'll be interesting to see how it how it develops and what the what the reaction is i mean whether or not we even see these companies migrate them over into these top level domains remains to be seen and it could be that it'll happen without any hitches and that you know companies just make that migration or it may turn out that we have become so used to the way that the internet is organized now that no one really makes that move because they might see a huge drop up. I would imagine that if they do migrate, they don't really just migrate, they they copy. Yeah. Because it would be, you know, to to move away from the established top-level domains would probably mean seeing a huge drop off in visitors. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. Well, I think that was a good discussion about the topic. If you guys have any suggestions for topics we should cover in future episodes of Tech Stuff, let us know. Send us an email. Our address is techstuffatdiscovery.com or let us know through Facebook or Twitter. Our handle there is techstuffhsw and Chris and I will talk to you again really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free 